Okay, we have thirty minutes, so we're gonna do. Ish. We're just, we're just, we just finished one uh, podcast, so we're gonna do thirty minutes ish of just a bunch of issues and things that are on our mind. This I'm is gonna be a disaster. Brandon five dollars. It's not going to end at thirty minutes. Okay, probably closer to forty. Okay, All right, Travis, well, you go Travis, first. Travis, you go first because he was just gonna tell me something. What were we talking? Well, it's just the idea of we were, we were discussing trying to keep our answers short. <laughs> and uh, there was a guy who was uh, on a talk show, I believe it was, and a lady kept interrupting him, interrupting him, like after he get a sentence out, and he stops her and goes, listen, I genuinely think beyond 140 characters. Please let me finish what I'm trying to say. Okay. No, that's, so that's awesome. where I thought you were going with it, though, and I think this actually would make a really good one, is the, the woke church... The movement, the woke church think, movement. Think... This is like a traditional rapid fire, people. You guys don't know what this is, so Travis can uh, tell you better real fast. Okay, so well, tell so me. give him a Cliff Notes version because you've only ever given me the Cliff Notes version. It's enough to be. Familiar. I don't know so what this is. Cliff Notes version. Woke this church. Com- yeah, this comes from W-O-K-E. the social justice okay. movement from the left that has now in- infected the church. It's spreading through the South. A lot of the uh, theological seminaries, I think Southeastern Theological Seminary is one, for example. Uh, a guy named uh, Dr. Eric Mason, if I'm not mistaken, put out a book about this woke church a few years ago. It's, it's hard to understand, but it's essentially a movement that is saying we need to have precedence of the uh, kind of like the African-American church but it's divisive because they want to go back to black churches. They want to, they almost, it's almost a form of segregation where they're saying, look, we have our special church here. Don't, you know, there's this white Christianity that we need to kind of break away from. So, and apparently it's, it's getting. So then, you know, you've been listening to all this stuff. It's, it's James White, who, if you guys ever want to be entertained, you may not agree a hundred percent with everything that he says. I, I don't think I do, but he's a very intelligent um, debater mm-hmm. and he's one of those guys that I believe must be doing something right because this guy gets attacked yeah. like nobody's business he now has to go through and when he's speaking on things be like I said you know I didn't it not white or like whatever mm-hmm. because he's being attacked for um, his belief that what was it that that they started hating on him for because there was this movement that said that white people today owed restitution. Reparations. Reparations. Yeah. And he w- he kind of spoke out against that and said, no, that's not that's not biblical. That's not. So, but now it's just like they are just every time anything is an issue, he just gets flooded. So he was like the other day listening about his thing about the woke church yep. and yeah, talking he's, about. It's he's been under biblical. a lot of attack, and a lot of that comes from segregation his, of any kind is not biblical. Yeah, his yeah. whole focus is that completely ignores the context of the fact that we are one in Christ. Yes, regardless of... We can identify that we come from different cultures and there's beautiful things from our cultures, but at the end of the day, we all come to the table to receive communion, essentially, as one body in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And neither male nor female, slave, you know, that that whole context. We, We don't identify now as, well, I'm a white Christian or a black Christian or an Asian Christian and so we're the body of Christ that that is divisive so essentially what is happening is this this woke movement is this kind of redirection to go back to almost a segregationist type but it's 
from the African-American side. They're saying, well, we have our gospel. We have our churches. And, mm. and we, you know, and, and they're using terms like Oreo of certain, certain black people. Oh. So Bodie Bauckham spoke out against it, and, of course, he got attacked for it. Sure. But it's like, okay, that's that's really awful. Um, I can look and and I see that there's a point of, hey, we recognize we didn't do things right. Sure. You know, is there listen? Is there slavery in the Bible? Yes, there was, and there was a biblical definition of what it was in the Jewish culture. Other cultures didn't do it right, and it was awful. And so we can recognize, hey, there were different people in our past. And, and here's the thing, too, is it, a lot of it is isolating certain theologians, even from uh, America's past, that were like, well, hey, they may have been good, but they were slave owners, so we don't even think they're Christians. This just shows the lostness of everything, because this is this type of division is just absolutely insane. insane. This is crazy that and there it's would the be... the norm. Now. Yeah, like, I know. It's not even like this is some little tiny amount. The, this In everything the that norm. you're telling me, I know, but, I mean, this is why we are not supposed to... This goes back to the beginning of why we're not supposed to have these divisions. Right. And there, like you said, there's cultural differences, but there's... Christ isn't divided, and there's no certain way to do things. The thing that really bothers me about this is you clearly don't understand what this whole Christianity thing is all about. <laughs> Right? Like the Jews, the Christians, like this whole group of people has been persecuted throughout the beginning of the Bible. So, and to the very end. So, like, we're kind of all in this together. So, to segregate one, one specific race or something out of it is absolutely insane. Like the blacks moving away from this and this and like, no, we're all brothers in Christ together and we all will be hated because of such. And, and dividing ourselves like this and making these difference like this is 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 crazy. So just to add to the foundation, so you guys are aware, and I'm sure you'll look into it a little bit more. Yeah, um, he's so gonna be all over the <laughs> Shepherd's Conference, which is you know John MacArthur's church. They right. usually get somewhere like five thousand pastors from around the world. And, you know, most of them are from the U.S., but they when when they have sermons and people up there speaking, um, it was this past week, by the way. Uh, they actually have people translating, like live in mm -hmm. Russian, Japanese, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Chinese dialect, uh, Hispanic, all sorts of stuff. And so this is a huge thing. But it actually came out in the Q and A because mm -hmm. when this thing started surfacing a few years ago, uh, last year there was a statement put out by John MacArthur and a couple of others. I think James White was part yes. of the The statement the on state, social justice. social justice. It was uh, beautiful. So, I absolutely love it. But as you're aware, certain people did not sign right. it. Al Mohler, being mm -hmm. president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, was one that didn't sign it. And a few others, too, that were part of this, this big Q&A. It was almost split half and half. I've got it downloaded well, on my phone. <laughs> it, it, was, it was big where they actually were, I mean, almost fighting on stage. Mm -hmm. Because Phil Johnson was pressing the question, you know, why didn't you guys sign it? We simply want to know. But he came off a bit pressing the matter. Right. And it got to a point where basically Al Mohler stated something along the lines of, you're not going to force me to say something in front of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because, you and James White has addressed this a lot, a lot of his podcasts kind of explain it, but it comes down to he's a president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, mm -hmm. which has a historical background of slave owner 
theological people. Mm -hmm. In other words, they may have been great Christians, but they were also slave owners. So now there's this whole woke church movement coming in mm -hmm. saying they were all wrong. Mm -hmm. This isn't right. There needs to be, you know, the whole uh, was it white privilege is starting to come into mm -hmm. this concept. So that's where that's all coming in. But he's in a, he's in a pickle because it's like his job's on the line. Mm -hmm. He says the wrong thing. He could lose his job, mm -hmm. and they're and they're attacking him for other things too because he's a reformed Baptist. That in in the southeast and and basically the uh, Southern Baptist Convention that's almost like a bad word. So he's already in spotlight for that. Now he's having to deal with this whole work, woke church movement. But it it was. I just lot. don't see any of the you know for me with that I just don't see any of the apostles be concerned about saying anything and for me I think we have to stand up for that I see you how should be willing you to should. lose your job you should be willing yeah. to lose your job for that and I know you agree with that I was just adding to that like that that to me is just yeah. I see the position that you're in at the same time alright I don't I agree so did you okay I want to say this it's not that I think we can cover this in this topic today but I've been thinking about I know you guys have brought it up I've been thinking about wanting to talk about it more and then just in the past like 48 hours we had multiple people come to us from the certain background and then so it makes me I want to make sure I told you guys I do I want to do we had talked about doing something with like Lint Ash Wednesday you know stuff like yeah. that and, and discussing that um, Catholicism Catholicism I wanted to discuss it, but I wanted, I know we all want to make sure we come about this the right way, yeah. right? And I, within the past 48 hours, I'm not kidding, have had multiple messages I had a feeling. from families, which is funny because we didn't say anything specific about yeah. it, but we've gotten multiple messages from families. And as I've been talking with them about where they're struggling and what they need um, help with and prayer for and things like that, that it's not even that I asked this question, but it just came out family background in the Catholic Church damages issues problems as they have now truly found Christ and are trying to move forward and so as so I said like I yeah. know this isn't like the spot to do it right now but I kind of want to put that in your head no, and kind absolutely. of out there that I want to talk about this specifically I mean, and really I, put some attention to it so are I you asking what we think no, no, no but I think she's just no I just kind of want to talk about it okay. well because if we're just recording what we're talking sure. about but I when I contacted you, it was like when I realized somebody had posted on Facebook, one of our friend's moms owns a bakery, and she's like, yeah. Happy Fat Tuesday. And Hannah and I'm like, It's already Fat Tuesday, which means tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. And so it's, and that's something I just, I never used to pay attention to Ash Wednesday until the Catholic kids came to school with the crosses on their foreheads. Mm -hmm. But after Travis and I got married, it kind of became. Not that you did, but your family did or used to. I don't know if they still do, but you don't. Episcopalian follows very But closely. so yeah. with his family. Catholic light. With his family being Episcopalian, it just, and that had spurred him to do, and it made me realize, like, there are going to be people that are seeing, hey, it's Lent, hey, it's Ash Wednesday, hey, it's all these things, what do I do? So I do think, let's, um... The, the next time I come, let's make I that. I just want our... us to kind of think about it so we can prepare a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I, and I definitely. Do you see the kid? The the thing I think it was in California. So let's give a let's give a. We can give okay. Utah. What we can do is we can just give a short, quick little what we think real quick, and then we can expand on it in the full podcast. 
what Maybe. we think yes, no. about the Catholic Church in general, or you want sure. to talk about Ash Wednesday sure. and Lent in particular? Sure. sure, because just saying those things just spurs me to think something. that. Well, why don't we focus, given the time and given when this is going to be released, let's focus on Ash Wednesday and Lent. I know you've kind okay. of sure. but they touched from. on it a little bit. Um, but I really think it would be super interesting to have one or even a couple of just let's really delve into because a lot of people come from that yeah. background. Um, a lot of people get burned by that background. Sure. And a lot of people are maybe saved but really struggling with letting go of that. So, and that's, we've got well, a situation like that. I think that, I have 10 words. Most things, I, I even. Can, I can, my okay. response. Okay, most things, <laughs> even in our normal just christian american culture we yeah. don't realize why we do these things right and then you find out that it all comes from the catholic church and that's why we've accepted that is just yeah we would say well i'm a christian i believe in the bible so i do this yeah whoa 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 is that in the bible or do, you know but we don't realize it because it's so ingrained okay honey go with your 10 words i think it's unbiblical and it's demonic but 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 that doesn't mean anybody that does it is Truly you believe unbiblical the institution sure. is that's what, unbiblical and demonic, but that does not mean saying. that there are there are definitely people that are saved, sure. but maybe not absolutely aware or in. But saying, or, but saying this, let's yeah. say um, Ash Wednesday and Lent is okay. So technically, it's not it's not in the Bible. Right? Yeah, the celebration of this is is a well, whatever you want to call it, but it's it's not biblical. And it's, it's literally tradition does, versus scripture. Does right. the Episcopal Church hold Ash Wednesday and yes, Lent yeah. the same to the same level, though, or is I think it, it just depends symbolic? on which one you're at? My family's all they're all Episcopal. Well, I don't know anything about this issue as far as I haven't been to this church. Yeah. Perception-wise, it is the every bit is important. I just, I for know. me, like I really, again, I never had really had, I never paid attention to it. The one time. I really hope I don't offend any, but I don't really care. Oh, about really? Anybody. I just said well, that it was unbiblical no, and demonic. No, well, and no, because about, what I was going to say is the one time I was in, it might have actually been Episcopal, maybe it was Catholic, I'm not sure. Uh, when I was in high school, I was invited. I actually walked out and had someone come pick me up because I started getting dizzy and lightheaded, and my level of, oh my gosh, I feel so stinking uncomfortable was intense. Yeah, that was the demonic presence. And that's what I'm saying. I just was so uncomfortable. And we've, I hate to say this, I, I kind of hope they don't listen to this ever, but like we took our kids, I refuse to go to church with his parents anymore. They're not Catholic, but they are Episcopalian. Um, our oldest daughter, the last time we like went and she went was like, I don't like it there. I don't like how it feels. It made her super duper uncomfortable. They had, I know people are going to hate me for this. They had a female reverend mm -hmm. that once that started happening, I was like, I'm not going. Yeah. And at the time I feel bad because that was one of those issues where I actually fought Travis on because he was oh, like, well, let's just yeah. go. That way I can talk to them afterwards. Mm -hmm. But I felt... And I still feel what I did was the right thing because I felt because it was unbiblical what they were doing, I could not make myself go to oh, worship there. Our family, yeah, they're very involved with the Episcopalian Church. They were down here, and then when they moved up there too, and it 
it breaks my heart because we love them so much and we're praying for them with very serious issues that they're dealing with. And then I just see these issues that they're having specifically with their family, with their children. And then I watch on the same coin how they keep their kids. It's, it's for them to get this honor of holding the pole and do, you know, doing these things. It's such yeah. this big deal. But then I'm seeing these these truly spiritual warfare demonic issues that they're dealing with with their children and it's just like well, these are modern day Pharisees we not connect these? Right. these are institutions of men not of God <laughs> and, and tradition so well, Travis you grew up yeah. Episcopalian your mom was Catholic Yes. We'll get in, we'll get into that the whole background of that story and that's why when I we want do the guys to be like but, preparing um, for this. So I would I would just say just to sum up on the Lent and the you know Ash Wednesday and stuff because yes I actually did that. As was a it child. easy for you to walk away from? Yes, it was. Okay. But he, if I could sum it up, I would say this: the less the Bible is truly taught, the more you have to fill it in with doing things yes because that's, that's how you fill it up and it really is it's that's like some, something as small as well i couldn't tell you the gospel but i genuflect because that's giving honor to god whenever i approach the pew like what mm-hmm. does that mean it, exactly <laughs> but that's the point is yeah. you're not going to find that in scripture yeah now like my mom still does that because she feels like that's her only way of okay i'm coming in with the presence and a heart of wanting to worship god but she, like she doesn't know scripture. Yeah. And now that's not to her shame directly. I mean, she should be reading on her own too, but she's never had a biblical leader to do so. Yeah. They don't get fed from the pulpit. I I I couldn't even tell you what the sermon was on. They have it, it literally made no sense. I was just befuddled the whole time. Um the last time I even went. But it it really is. It's it's all actions. Like you said it's modern day mm-hmm. pharisaical actions it's Mm -hmm. it's literally we're gonna do all these external things to try and demonstrate that we're spiritual when there's such a lack in the heart Mm -hmm. Uh, all right so on the one after this one that you post let's do yeah that i I, I I really want to but but i want to open that if anybody has any specific and that's part of why i want to throw this out on here um one because we're just recording our conversation but then two if you have any specific questions Right. Or concerns or topics within this kind okay, of umbrella. Because so we actually she, do have between our families a ton of research right. on the history, on all of this stuff, because it's, stuff. it's been kind of near and dear to, to both mm-hmm. of our families um, just because of familial influences and stuff like that. So I feel like this is actually one of those things where we do kind of have a leg, a leg to stand on when it yeah. comes yeah, to... Yeah, that'll be that'll be a great podcast to, to let you guys take a lot of because that's one thing, like, I don't have a lot of patience for. <laughs> you know, and, like, I knew Travis. That's why I said what I yeah. said because I knew Travis would come to the same biblical uh, idea of it that I had after going through it and, yeah. and, and learning... But um, okay, so for the last one now that we've only got ten minutes left, let's oh, just go he's ahead. Actually, like watching the clock. No, go no, I told you. But let's just say <laughs> we'll keep it at ten minutes. Let's just do. We'll do this as another separate podcast oh, too because gosh. it's going I to think take I know longer. Where he's going with this. Yeah, you do. But it's the end times confusion. <laughs> I I want to, that. That was a question asked. And this is not off of my personal motive. Like that's, I feel like this is that's a very why, broad stroke. That's why I wanted to say this yeah. is because I want to spec. I want whoever asked this question to specify, because I'm not sure what what that question is about. Well, they're probably, to be honest, if you just think about the traditional divisions within the church, they may they're probably talking about pre-trib, post-trib, correct, mid-trib. 
Um, but what then, should we and, believe? And, and yeah. there is in one I point. I mean, there is amillennialism and all right. of that, but I feel like not a lot of people know about all of that. I feel like that's more well, of a. Well, one study that I was just recently in, this, this went to, um, there's a whole new, a lot of these seminaries like Southern and um, Dallas and a lot of these seminaries are being completely um, revamped with this crazy theology and even this eschatology that is just, they don't even understand what they believe. But it, a lot of this now is becoming a lot of this either post or ah millennial things that are hitting the seminaries and causing lots of confusion because we're, 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 we're thinking that there's a lot of us were growing up with the imminency of the return of Christ at any minute. And there, then you have this new group that's teaching, what are you talking about, dude? The kingdom's already here. Jesus brought the kingdom. It's all about, it's all about, we're bringing, building we're the building kingdom. the kingdom, you know? So that's where I guess the confusion is, but it, shoot. this, and I, I think this um, speaks on the idea of how do you harmonize scripture? Mm -hmm. Because having listened to a lot of teachers and even guys that I really respect and enjoy mm -hmm. will fall in some of these other sure. categories. Um, yeah. Because, I, yeah, America as a whole does have the kind of pre-tribulation. I think if just general questions that those who would call themselves Christians would yeah. say that's probably the category or camp they sit in. Yeah. However... If you talk to some of these that hold to more reformed views, for example, right. they're going to say, uh, "No, that's actually only within the last two hundred years." Yeah. Right. This is, you know, the the amillennial view was before that, mm -hmm. um, coming all the way back to Reformation, and even you know they can try and say before that too. So you'll hold, you'll find a lot of reformed teachers like Bodybacher, for example, holds to more of an amillennial view. Um, R. C. Sproul held to an amillennial right. view. Right. Well, he was kind of he. He was weird on his views, but I, if yeah, you yeah. if you pinned him down, it would be all millennial. Um, yeah, and and there you know before you know, we don't have to get into all the details, but then the post millennial you've got I don't apology yeah apology, but I don't quite understand. I listen to their whole eschaton <laughs> thing, and I'm just like you re you recite three verses, and you basically try and build a whole theology on three verses. Yeah, about of um, of sit at my right hand until. Your enemies made foot sole under my feet. Maybe they can do the end <laughs> what, what? time. Yeah, we can no, do that one, I told I Brandon, I said, I'm fairly certain that he only brings me down here <laughs> because I'm the one who runs the computer that records this stuff. <laughs> but I think, I, I do Sorry. think, though, there's, and this is where, you're right, different teachers, I, I am the same way with you. There's many teachers that I love that I cannot, I'm like, wow. How could you hurt me like that? <laughs> you know, but like, um, there's. I think there's also one though, Andy Andy Woods, who there's a big problem with this, and this is where my issue is with there's a there's a big problem that, that it's just it, of people being confused. A lot of people want to say, "Ah, oh, it's end times. That's all crazy." You know, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. But so unfortunately, we don't want to push it off like that. Right, and I think well, so so some of the categories that come into play here is how do you understand revelation mm -hmm. i think and that's how we could really get into it later um Damn. you know is it literal <laughs> is it super spiritual like how, how what phrases and things do you take as literal and where do you say no that's imagery mm -hmm. you know and then comparing that to the old testament like uh ezekiel and daniel for example the last couple chapters and daniel has a lot of that and where it kind of portrays it all um, uh, some of the, the stuff in Isaiah 60 through 66. You, you, you really got to be able to harmonize it. And then right. another category is 
how do you view Israel? Yep. Right. And that's a big That's one, the key. Is are is there truly an Israel nation that has yet to be redeemed mm-hmm. as it states in Romans 11, mm-hmm. all Israel shall be saved. But your view of who is Israel mm-hmm. really plays mm-hmm. in. Right. That's the whole replacement theology. theology. Yeah. Right. Which so, I I mean I think we can agree that replacement theology is is it's, is it's demonic dangerous. In, it's in very dangerous. dangerous. Um not the fact that not not necessarily the fact that everybody's right on the premillennial in this view, but replacement theology is dangerous, and I think that's demonic and in, in, in wrong. And well, and to be honest too, there's there's the other side of that is well, Jews are saved. That's just, just because they're a Jew. You, yeah, right. just because we don't have Jew, to evangelize right. the Jews because that's God's Israel. There are mm. yeah, no, no, no. They so, yeah, well, yeah. Anybody, but again, anybody that reads the scriptures knows you got a whole week ahead of you guys that you want to get away from. Right. You know, they, they, that y'all don't want to be around with. So, But I think there's so much more to this. And John MacArthur has always said it. There's more to living your life in the in you live your life differently w- with the expectation that Jesus could be here in five minutes. Wait, so your week. argument being right. that the way that, the way you, that you view, view in times matters to the life you are living right now this very moment. For today. Christ. Right. It, it really does. Because if you're focused on so many different things, if you are... Like that's why I brought in the kingdom builders because that's 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 our new wave of church is, really is, is kingdom builders and yeah. and they, you don't even realize it they don't talk about this but if you listen to the sermon listen to what they're saying sometimes they do talk about the kingdom and, and building the kingdom but most of the time it's the complete absence of any Old Testament any any prophet anything with Israel anything within time anything complete absence of that. And we're only dealing with, you know, all the good, floofy, happy stuff. And that's it. And, and so there, there, there just tends to be that absence in, in, in all of this new stuff. So I think combating that is going to be very important because you get to people to think that, well, if I'm building this kingdom, then I should be able to go to like this, you know, this missionary did to this indigenous tribe that's never, you know, and not get murdered. You know, right? Because I'm spreading the gospel, and it was somebody even before him that went to the change. Tri- and the same more tribe will come because they believe that, that those this people... is what you are supposed to. And I'm not saying you don't evangelize these people, but there's a we we realize as Christians that there's a certain, or not as Christians, but in our viewpoint, I guess, um, that there's a there's a, there's a certain amount that isn't up to us that that God handles and we don't. Um, and. and uh, I want to be careful with the way that I say that, but I'm very, very careful with the way that I say that. Um, but, but like that, I mean, that's the type of thing that you do. But then somebody goes and fails, and then they all of a sudden they're like, "Well, Jesus was with me." Philippians, I, they they told me in church, and now he's not here. Where'd he go? So to 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 go into that too, then would be your view on missions. True. Yeah. True. Because honestly, true. what is a mission? True. How does the missionary act? True. I mean. Mark's version of the Mark's version of the gospel is the type of missionary that I am. So our daughter asked him yesterday, Daddy, if you could have any job in the world, what would you have? And he said, missionary and pastor. And pastor, and then he followed it up with the definition of all of those things. Sure. Now Um, credit to Paul Washer because his heart cry ministry is. Amen. Is perfect example. That's the George Mueller one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, fully by George Mueller's mindset of prayer. We, we don't ask we, specifics. We just we say, literally Lord's going to provide. Credit him on our church website 
for our our views on view missions. Of how we, you know, because that's same. my view on missions is what Paul Washer is doing. Yeah. So, so even though we don't agree with the same eschatology. <laughs> well, his well his G three uh, sermon, Janu- late early January, I can't remember. They finally released it. You can listen to it now. Uh, but he his topic was actually defining missions, mm-hmm. and of course he's superheated because as you know. If it was up to him, he would pull probably 80% of all missionary work around the world, especially oh. from the U.S., yeah. because oh. it's, not, it's causing yeah. harm and it is doing good. Yeah, um, y'all are lucky he isn't. And one of the fascinating things he said, and I was this really hit it home for me too. Um, he goes, he, and I don't mean to slaughter it because he does it very well and he naturally speaks Spanish, but um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, but he, he said, do we realize where the term missionary came from? came from the Latin term, missionado, whatever it was. Um, and he goes, and that was the Latin term that they derived from the Greek of apostolos. Huh. It means apostle. Yeah. So in other words, a missionary literally is one who is sent. Mm-hmm. It is an apostle. Now, he says, and he goes on, no, we're not saying, you know, I can define there were the 12 apostles. Sure. I'm Paul. not an apostle. Like, exactly. Right. That, that. That right. was very particular to those men of that time, and that that has ceased. I don't have but, the power to lay hands and right. But in the sense of forgiving. what an apostle is, that is what a missionary is, and that is you go forth and you train up people in Scripture, you train up elders to lead their people. Sure. And he said it, and that's what should be done. He would rather train up one guy to go to train up a few men who then can turn around and create. You know, local congregations, um, and so on and so forth. So, but that that would be part of it. How do you understand missionary work? Because honestly, I've seen the opposite, where it's like my wife and I are going to go start a coffee shop in Mexico, and that's going to be our duty to Christ. And it's like, and they actually walked away unbelievers because they're like, what do what did yeah. we just do for the yeah. last two years? That, and that, yeah, that, that that's exactly what I was saying. So, I think so that's a great way to. That's a good one. We can we can add that to the next topic too. We're, how far over? Okay, we're right at 30 minutes, but the okay. other thing that I just want to throw out there <laughs> oh. that I want us to be... I won! I want us to be no. thinking, and it's me who ruined it. I want us to be thinking about maybe after we touch on the Catholicism, Lynn, all of that. Missions. Yeah. <laughs> I think we did a pretty it's good job talk. With that. The apostolic movement. The okay. new apostolic, yeah. Yes. The new apostolic reformation. Yeah. yeah. We hit a little bit on that. So. That's what maybe when we did that, I'm like, we could do a whole podcast just on that That'd one. That'd be great. Specifically. Yeah. And I know we have people directly in our... The, the, the so I think it's a worthwhile conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, we get the conversation we podcast in 30 minutes. We did it. All right, I'm going to hurry and close this before we go to before 31. We talk. <laughs>